What's up, everybody? You're listening to Where's My 40 Acres, the Boob Tube podcast. And this week, we're reviewing the blackest show on television right now. FX is on Atlanta. Shout out to Donald Glover, man. I mean, how would you know you were alive unless you knew you were God? My boy hooked you up. He made you the lemon pepper joints, but these got the sauce on them. Life itself is but a series of close calls. Hi, everybody. You are listening to the Where's My 40 Acres podcast. These are the Atlanta recaps. Season 2, Episode 7, Champagne Poppy, a.k.a. Mexican Drake. And uh, Twan and Deidre are here. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to try to do this recap without starting any controversy because it was some people that had an issue with this episode. I'm trying to figure out why. So it was was a couple of things. One, coming off the back of Teddy Perkins, already got people being niggas about this and going, it's not as good as Teddy Perkins, so it's trash, which is just juvenile reviews from the Twitter sphere. I'm not surprised by that at all. Like, that's just how niggas are. That's Mm. fine. The one that I got into the most arguments about, though, was the fact that people have this view of this season as being lackadaisical writing for Van's character, almost self-deprecating writing as if they don't know how to write a black woman. And I got at least three arguments about this one. Like of all the things that people were arguing about this episode, they had real issues with the portrayal of some of these black women in this episode, I guess to say that it's not true, which I don't agree with, but I'm also not a black woman. So I'm kind of just giving my perspective in these arguments as far as how I see Van's character. I can't see Van's character as a black woman because I'm not a black woman. Right. I can only see what they put in front of me as a black man And just off of what I agree, I believe that Van's character is one of the strongest and intelligent characters on the show. That's just my opinion. But I don't know, like, Deidre, you're a black woman. How do you feel about the writing of Van's character this season in comparison to last season? I thought that was interesting as well. That came up in a debate. I mean, it's funny. You know, they say last season because last season is when... um, when she carried the pee and she tried to open it up with her mouth. Yes. Yeah, that wasn't smart. But um, I never felt like, you know, they never felt like a Tyler Perry black woman to me where it's just this woman scorned doing dumb shit. I mean, the, the things that she's done, nev- you know, I mean, anybody goes through as far as for, you know, growing up, especially as a you know, a woman and a black woman. So I never felt like, you know, she handled things, you know, not as strongly as she should, or, you know, she's making moves out here. That's like so, so stupid that, you know, it's just unimaginable. Um, So I don't, I never felt like that whole, oh, Van is just this weak woman. And, you know, 
she's kind of just doing whatever Earn tells her to do, like that wave, which is absolutely not the case at all. So I don't know where they get this this whole uh, Van's the weakest person thing from. So I'll, and I mean, um, and to be perfectly honest, like if you look at the whole scenario, like everybody's doing things that are not the brightest or you know something that they have to learn a lesson on it's not just one person i mean hell the main person earn has no he has no home <laughs> i, I tried to explain a, this a, an apartment in a, a you know a stable root over their child's head i tried to explain everybody's more well. stable than earn Yet that the was of Atlanta is a poor statement. <laughs> but the focus seemed to be that Ern is doing better. Than, so I'll just read this one debate, which I believe this was a black woman. I don't know who this person was. I don't care if they follow me. I hope they don't. But so the conversation, it didn't start this way, but maybe it did. I said, uh, nobody has made a smart decision on their Tiny Toons adventure on Atlanta FX this season. So why is Van's second episode being treated as if the writing for her character has been subpar or demeaning? And the response that I got back from some rando was, good characters can make all the silly decisions they want. That's not the issue. The issue is just inability to write female female chairs, is what they wrote. I'm sure she met characters, but she put chairs. Number one, Van's direction. I confuse those two words. Those are are different lengths. Sometimes spell check just don't like your ass. But that's just how it is. I get you. I get you. I'm just saying. Van's directionless. I don't know where she's going, her dreams, or what she wants besides pinning, pining over Earl, who is pretty shitty to her. Her episodes have been notoriously meandering. She mulls about not doing anything because we don't know, and she doesn't know what she wants to do. Something Ern literally said in the Helen episode about himself. Number two. Her tropey black girlfriends share little in common with her other than blackness. Okay. Um, let's see. And for the record, super bad call to the writer to throw that God awful. I'm an angry, loud black woman who is jealous of white women stealing black men. Garbage rant into the script. That was horrible writing. But again, learn to write black female characters better. I responded. I disagree. What she said in response what she said in response to that maybe i'm just good maybe i'm just a good woman shit spoke loud and clear privilege is a part of what you are able to do and be even when you can't see it is and she responded vast majority of black women do not give that big of a self-deprecating crap who black men date that was a tropey monologue that does nothing but center and gratify dudes give this incorrect impression of black women's perspective, except none of it written by a black woman. Okay. Um, yeah. Again, I'm not a black woman. I can kind of agree with the, with the, with the, uh, the, the black woman, white girl thing. Cause it went from the acknowledgement of like seeing it in the beginning which is one thing to the like literally the stalking the entire party. That's a little bit much. Um, I want to say that people don't do that, but people do do that shit. <laughs> and there is definitely, you can see forums, like you can go into forums on different black sites and just check the comments 
there there definitely is a group of black women that cares when black men are dating white women. Oh, oh. yes. Like no, that, nobody's saying that there's not a group that cares. She just she literally said black women do not give a fuck who black men no, are I dating. Mean, okay. When do I I think what she said is they were like no, it's that's not what a she said. Every black woman gets a fuck. Hold up, don't do that. It. Don't do that. I think what she said. I literally just read. No, what because she like said. no, because okay, for her for for to sit there, I'm just saying because I don't know about. I'm just saying for me watching the episode because I don't know about what she done. For me watching the episode, I can see how that somebody would look at that part and be like, "That's heavy handed." I don't. I would say I don't disagree with being able to see that perspective. My thing though was how the whole situation ended up playing out. The white woman said that shit, and it was very, it was very generic. Maybe I'm just a good woman. I've been with him since art school, yada yada. And the black woman's response was, I think, something like, "I ain't got eight years to be waiting for a nigga to get himself together, going through so and so, da 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 da." And then she also threw in the fact that you white and you the idol, like you the ideal of beautiful. You have time to have patience and all types of shit like that. And at the end, I would have been like, mm, "Okay, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that was." the right attack response but she ain't wrong in what she said but what sold it for me was when the black dude looked at the black girl and said sorry and then got up and left if the white girl was in the right why the fuck did this nigga just apologize to the black woman who've been fawning over him the whole episode because i felt like that was more of a yeah sometimes we do go for white women over black women despite mm-hmm. your situations sorry he didn't have to say nothing else it was just the look on his face of like yeah this is a mess and i'm not sure if that statement was supposed to be for all black men who not all black men but for an apology from black men who realize that they don't give black women the respect that they deserve um let alone be acting like white women be more down for them than black women be which kind of I felt was what the white woman was saying to an extent. She's like, maybe I'm just a good woman. Well, hold on now. Is are you trying to say that are you are you are you inferring that black women aren't just good women? Or are you just saying for yourself that maybe I'm just a good woman and that's why he chose me? Given the situation and how often that occurs, that a black man in a star scenario has a white woman on his arm. Mm-hmm. So it, it really is like, and it could, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to give a little bit of leeway to the white girl in this situation. She could just be a good woman for him. She could have just been the perfect woman for him, despite color. She was with him when he was going through his shit. She stayed around and now she's benefiting from the luxuries of his success. That could possibly be true, but there is so much shit thrown at black women that it's just like those simple luxuries of maybe I'm just a good woman. Yeah, maybe you are. And whether you believe it or not, there's still a whole bunch of shit working in your fucking favor. Even when you feel like you ain't taking advantage of it or you can't see being seen, you can't see yourself taking advantage of it. I feel you on that, but still like she derailed her entire night. Cause she saw one white woman. She said all that of the stuff with that. That was her whole thing. Like, like she, they went there. They were gonna have a good time. She was about to get high. 
She saw that, and then that became the entire thing. The character, like it was, it was heavy handed. Well, I don't know if that was. I don't know if that she just saw the white woman and decided that this was her focus. I thought she was falling off on black dude already, because she heard the name yeah, she, and started looking around. She didn't hear the name and go, "Where the white woman he be with?" <laughs> so she saw. They just said, "Oh, that's so and so." She looks over at him, and things like that. Sees it with the woman, says what she said. Like if if, if she is, if it left it there, I'd have been like, "All right." cool but like the literally like the stalk around the part like the, the party okay perspective if she had been stalking a brother who was dating a sister would we be having this conversation i still would be like it's a lot like you it, there's a lot of stuff like you follow a motherfucker for is that's that cool. far-fetched though to act like people don't be trying to bag people no okay not at all. still it being far-fetched or it's something that is not happening still doesn't mean it's not heavy-handed. I don't be going to Instagram parties like that. So I don't know how people be cra- how how crazy people be acting when they see somebody that they want to bag. Because heavy-handedly, niggas will try to rip you out of your man's arms in a heartbeat. No matter the situation, they will stalk a girl through a party to try to get her out of a nigga's arms. They will. So I don't if if she already is falling over this dude and she legit kind of crazy, which they showed a few times, she kind of <laughs> the crazy friend. I don't think that it's far fetched to be like, yeah, it's not people out here to do this. If every black, if half the party of black women had been doing that shit, then I'd have been like, yes, this is ridiculous. But one, given the situation too, these motherfuckers took a shuttle to a random party at what they assumed to be maybe Drake's house for Instagram Look, I pictures. Think, I, I would just say, me and my girl watching this, and as we're watching it, with everything going on, with even coming on to to the bus, because we were like, man, is this, is this the whole bus? Like, what is going on to get a bunch of pretty girls for this thing and everything like that? Through all that stuff, we both stopped and was like, what the hell is she doing? It was a lot. Like, it stood out like that. It stood out like that was like, even with all the other stuff that, of, of, of people just trying to be that Instagram, that that, that vainness of just trying to be in an area that a celebrity is in, she still stuck out as you doing a lot. I don't know. I, I took it as she just crazy. And I've seen that. I mean, I've seen girls stalk other dudes with or without a girl. They don't care. I mean, hell, I, there's girls out here that'll they'll stalk people that are absolutely married with a ring on their finger and don't give two fucks. So I wasn't surprised about that. And when I was reading Twitter, it was people who were going, damn, I did the same shit when I was in college. <laughs> like, they were like, I remember showing up to a spot, getting on a bus, and being shuttled to a fucking party. Mm-hmm. In my, and I was, I'm so glad I'm smarter now. Like, I saw that tweet. Oh, yeah. Like, those mansion parties, we used to have those all the time in college. I mean, yeah, it'd just be like, you know, yeah, you just got to show up, the shuttle come. And then you go into some random place in fucking Greensboro. You don't know where your ass is at. I mean, I've done that in college a couple times. Because, you know, you think you're going to somebody's rich, you know, place, you and your girls. And, you know, it's not definitely not safe at all, but I've done it before. And especially in Atlanta, because, like, Atlanta has, you know, like, they have, like, the regular clubs, and then and they do have mansion parties. And they'll say who the, you know, nine times ten, they'll say who the person is. But 
I'm sure there's also, you know, the same ones like, oh, you know, just like here, oh, Drake has a mansion in Atlanta, which is not, in hindsight, far-fetched. So, you know, more reason why you would want to go to this. Mm -hmm. Even though it's not by Drake at all, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I just, I kind of looked at it, I kind of looked at it from, I don't know, the standpoint of not just that I know with the way I be seeing people post their IG pictures, right? And the way people comment on shit, just reading fucking comments. There's people out here that's crazy as shit. Then looking at this from the angle of this is also Atlanta, where shit is always either extreme or mm-hmm. a little far fetched from reality because it's based in whatever this reality is that they're writing that has like some relevance to what we experience in the actual world on this side of the TV. So it's kind of hard for me to look at any of these characters and be like, one of them is being written better than the other character. Because we can go through the fucking list. The Probably the calmest, best, like most grounded character on this show is Darius. And we Absolutely. found out, we found out last episode, that's because he experienced some type of abuse at the hands of his father. So, you know, Paperboy is absolutely not grounded this season. And the only reason this nigga is even making money right now is because a white woman cried over his song and it reached gold. Before that, he was broke. He wasn't making no money from it. And he didn't know what his next grind was going to be because he didn't even have weed re-up money to get back on the streets. Earn, Earn is like going down. He has been going down here this whole season. I'm waiting for this nigga to get some of his shit, any of his shit, 1% of his shit together. Okay, because right now he is like the most annoying fucking character on this show. He got that chip on his shoulder. He is constantly making bad decisions. My nigga tried to race Michael Vick outside strip club and parking lot at probably like two in the morning. But somehow he getting better writing in van. I'm I'm trying to figure out. He lost 4K in like 20 minutes. He lost 4K (laughs) in 20 minutes, my nigga. That was the opening of the season. He lost 4K in 20 minutes. And somehow the writing for like his, what is his direction? What is his direction this season? None. He's he not a good man. His, his direction lit, as a manager literally was eating a box of Cheerios outside of Paperboy doing some radio drops. That's your manager. This is the man that we saying got better writing this season in van. The one remember that remember when they went to go eat, the man literally punked him was like, shut the fuck up. I'm not talking to you. And he literally didn't do anything. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I think some people are comparing her stuff to like the first season. And I look at that from not even just the story, but just physically what the actress was doing, because we know at the time when they were filming this, she was also filming other movies. You know what I mean? Like where, when she was in the script everywhere in the first season from being like having like kind of just more, if she's in the story, it's just her, like, this one was all her. The one with Helen was all, you know, her and Van, her and um, Ern and stuff like that. And then the little cameo in the, it was the third episode uh, when he was trying to stun on everybody. But even in that you see her less, you still see her as way more stable than everybody. But are, you, are we seeing like, her less this season? Because last season... She had her episode with her girlfriend. She had the episode where she took Vern Earn the Juneteenth. She was she oh, had that the was um, episode. 
Oh, uh, that's such a creepy episode. <laughs> yeah, she had the Juneteenth joint. She had a joint where she where she got high and failed her piss test. Mm-hmm. And then what was her no, other she solo? On her, she snitched on herself. On right. And Paperboy <laughs> is in that episode. So. Yeah, he was. Yeah, because he was the one like stop, stop, like was it stop texting me? Girl, change my name in your phone. <laughs> what episode did Van have on her own last season? And I beg the question: What episode did any of these characters have on their own? Even last season, people will go to the commercials, the bands episode for Paperboy. But that's not true because he yells at Ern from outside the club. Like you don't see Ern's face, but he yells at his yeah. character, which is to assume it's, that he's there. Yeah, and this is not a Atlanta is not a typical sitcom where you're going to see everybody every single episode. It's just it's not structured like that. But it's not a you sitcom have, where we see one person every any episode either. Like everyone, one of the, it's two of these characters. Typically, in yeah, nobody's every ever. I don't think there's ever been nobody's ever had one way just to themselves. Nope. And this person no. tried to tell me, like, nope. Earn, Paperboy, None. and Darius have all had their own episodes. Darius didn't have no. his own episode because Paperboy, Earn, and Stacy were, were all in that episode. Earn didn't have his own episode. Van was in that episode with him. They've had episodes that are character centric. Yes. So the Bibby episode was character centric. I think that might be the only one where somebody didn't pop up in. Yep. I think the baby episode was just Alfred. Yep, you're right. That's None the only that, that one. Might, that might be the only one. Alfred but, is the only nigga that has his own episode. Yeah. So like they, they have like character centric ones cuz just like and they, they have more. I want to go back and watch the first uh, season again just to see, but it seems like they're having more this season of those kind of character driven episodes. They do. Oh, no, they do. Uh, last you know, season was more They did story. last season because last season Van's one was one of the few that was just like that. Remember, the whole episode was kind of focused on her. Like, I mean, Ern was there and stuff, but it was focused on her, her trying to deal with her shit with the school and all that stuff that led to her getting fired. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so they have more of those this season with their little centric jumps. But again, there's never a thing where somebody like. Oh, they got their solo episode or anything like that. I'm just I'm I mean, trying to I, I don't see she had the Helen episode, which explored not only her character more on this show, but also her actual uh like like uh yeah, they, they put her in actual real life. Ethnic, ethnic background. Yeah, in that that's show. her actual culture that they explored. So that wasn't just some off the whim shit. So that was getting she is, that was she just getting German know, and black. That was you getting to know Zazzy and Van better in that episode more grounded in reality in this reality it i don't know man i feel like sometimes niggas get too comfortable watching shit and they start projecting themselves into the show and be like well if i was writing me or if that had been me i wouldn't have did that shit and i watch atlanta as if none of these characters are me i know people like these niggas i run into people like them but i don't look at that show and i go oh yeah earn is definitely me i'll look at it and i'll go yeah i've I've made bad decisions the way Earn had, but I'm not Earn. Like at the end yeah. of the day, I'm I'm none of these characters, right? I don't think like any of these people. And it's okay to want more of a character because you like the character. I have no problem saying somebody we want to see more of Van. Because I remember after the first season, I personally wanted to see more Darius. That's all kind of happened. We got his whole weird jump, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because even the little scenes he was in when he would say something and like all the characters look at him like that's how everybody felt like nigga. And you want to see more of him, but like you still understand that this is not a 
linear type of sitcom. The night was not even a sitcom, but it's not a thing where right. we're sitting there and we're like, we're gonna come in, they, all the characters are gonna get into some, some crazy story. It's like there's this happening and then this crazy stuff happened, but all of this supports that a lot of the shit that you see is fake. Everything is kind of this like this veneer, and then what's really behind it. And you sit here and you be like, how do we go from like you said a Teddy Perkins episode to the Van episode to the the band episode last year to to the you know like you look at it and you have somebody watch like these episodes seem so different but also seem like they all fit in the same universe and it's very weird like we had an invisible car we had people get hit by an invisible car and nobody questioned that shit we just all laughed i feel like it's like watching a twilight show series or a black mirror series but this is like black mirror for black people it is kind of like that. It's like it's like Twilight Zone Atlanta. So, <laughs> like, so why? Like I don't understand. You either laugh or you like pay attention to what they're trying to say, because despite how you feel about this episode and how you feel about the representation, there is shit being said in this episode. This wasn't just something that they wrote and was like, uh, you know, IG models, da da da, ha ha, the culture, da da da. Even the person who wrote the episode was like, they wrote this as a rollout for the Drake, what, Nice For What video, which is mm-hmm. different for th- from this because that video is more about black women excellence. And specifically, and not even just black women excellence, like women excellence, because they're like Emma Roberts or whatever stuff is in there. Yeah, and Olivia Nunn is her name, I think the other lady's name. Olivia Wilde. If, sure. If we're talking about, yes, yeah, so that would be Olivia Wilde. <laughs> <laughs> sure i was close but um (laughs) you know people he's cool with in industry women he specifically he's cool with in industry friends with like he put them on a pedestal and he made a video and put a nice little tube behind it and i think that honestly i think the song is cool i think the video is much better just from a visual perspective and the message that it was sending out and just how positive it is on the flip side though this instagram shit is real like these ig models and they had an article that popped up today about the weekend taking Justin Bieber's ex somewhere. And all I kept thinking was, do these, are these niggas only allowed to date from a, a specific pool of women in the industry? Like, how do you Wait, end up with this? Oh, yeah, because the weekend dated that girl. Ex. I forgot. Yeah, how do these niggas keep trading exes? It is weird, though. It is, it is a weird, mm-hmm. like, small pool because you'll be like, and it's the same thing with sports. You'll be like, Nigga. all right, this NBA player dated that person. And you'll be like, but then they date that NBA player and then that NBA player. Isn't Victor like, Cruz dating Caruche? Like they, they, they ain't nobody, they ain't no other women out there that y'all got to keep sharing the same three, five. <laughs> I feel like niggas run, I feel like niggas and women alike in this industry run into each other's friends and be like, so how was he? So how was she? And that's what they go off, or at least like you can only date these people because it's only a specific type of publicity that you want from the person right. that's on your arms. I guess is the I don't understand it though. Well, you know, some of it are like PR relationships, mm-hmm. like you know, just like what you said, like they know that dating this particular person will give you X, Y, and Z, especially if you know you might have same way like you see some people with random fights with other people because you know it's drumming mm-hmm. up for what you might have a album coming out or, or it's just something coming out in general where you need to drum up you know more views more eyes on you so they'll be like well you know if you date this person and you know we'll give you a lifespan of six months 
you know, some yeah. of that's like long drawn out, even with the quote unquote fights and why you quote unquote break up. Like right. it is all PR, like stunted. Yeah. And it's a it's like the the hustle for me is the great part because when you go in there, you're trying to do stuff for different social media junk to get more followers, to get your name out there, to get all those people. And then, you know, even, you know, in the show, most of the girls were going there to, to maybe have a thing to maybe to just see uh, Drake. But I felt like some nigga hustled that <laughs> knowing Drake wasn't going to be there. <laughs> oh, you know yeah. Because they, they, they on the calendar downstairs. Yeah, and, then, and then the two women hustling the cardboard cutouts. <laughs> like, girl $20 yeah, like everything will, is, get you, will get you 10,000 more followers instantly mm-hmm. you know what I mean and people and they had a line had a line of people and I was like man I can't knock that like at all <laughs> Why not? everybody's agenda for likes is different you know some people are doing it because yeah they might have like a legit business that they want you know more people to follow you so they would have you know more publicity on that some of them girls, they'd be like, well, for me to get to the next level baller, I need to have these amount of followers. You know, like some of some of that is just just calculated for whatever reason. It's kind of it a could be for a good industry. thing. It could be for a personal reason. <laughs> it's all over the place. Like watching that scene, like Twan said, when they were making money off of these girls that wanted to take a picture with cardboard cutouts of Dre, and it's funny, if you go back and watch the episode from the beginning where Van is flipping through the Instagram pictures of girls at this All party, of those pictures, you he can tell, you can tell their cutouts. You can clearly tell from looking at the Instagram posts, they are cardboard cutouts of Drake. Niggas in the same position every five pictures, but somehow it's from different ways. <laughs> flash women. bouncing off his face. <laughs> and they're like, like DJ was saying too, like these are people trying to grow their presence in social media. So when you talk about where Van was robbed of this episode, she was robbed of her reality, right? She was robbed. She was, she was kind of robbed of what she wanted to get this episode, which lo and behold, it was a picture with Drake, which I also found right. a funny commentary or maybe more like a funny inside commentary about the, uh, the dynamic or the relationship or the feud relationship between Donald Glover and Drake that's been going on for years where they're like, where they put Van in a situation where she's like, okay, if I can't be with Earn, if I'm a one up Earn, who's the top notch nigga that I would one up that, that I could get a picture with to make Earn jealous as fuck, AKA to make, to probably make Childish Gambino jealous as fuck. Get a picture with Drake funny and i was like that i'm like the fact that, that donald wrote that into this episode again i feel like he's also writing about himself like maybe that's how he that's like how you get in that's how you get him and i'm sure is especially from his perspective what he has seen you know as far as for these parties whether it be like you know um promoter you know your promoter is saying like oh you got to do this party for such and such or just him just going to parties, you know, wherever it be, like maybe after award show or just, you know, hanging out in general. The things he has seen fans and IG girls or whatever else do, you know, for to be in a particular circle or to be around a particular yeah. person. And you be like, it's, it's probably it's, insane. Yeah, you be like, and at the at the while you look at it, like all of this is fake. Mm-hmm. Every time y'all trying to go to these events that are supposed to be this person here, this person's not there. Yeah, they don't be like, showing up to they, them things. Nope. Like they had a, the, the nigga at the beginning that was trying to hustle the pizza. 
I was like, nigga, were you supposed to be delivering that pizza to somebody? I need to, like, I need to get this in. You intro. still had a route to do, nigga. Like, but he was stopped. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was like, I need to get this pizza. Drake needs to eat this. <laughs> he needs yeah. to stop him. I just, you know? I, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand that culture, which I think is why it's hard for me to, with the podcast that we do, grow a YouTube and an IG presence, right? I do real photography of shit that I'm interested in. It's not fake and it's not selfie, you know, photography. It's not vain uh, out from, from outside of the camera lens anyway. Like I'm not taking pictures of myself. Like, Oh, I do portrait shots on myself. Oh, we at the club. We doing this. Oh, we out. We doing this, you know? And then I realized it's weird. You can try to grow a page that way, but you can't. You really can't because Instagram might as well have been Instagram. The instance for interactive, you have to give people something that they can like grasp about your character. And it's really hard for them to do that from just your photos. So every once in a while, you got to do a video every once in a while, you, or you got to put your presence in your writing with your Instagram pictures. And YouTube is the same thing. Like there's a fucking formula for you to grow a YouTube channel. You watch YouTube and it's all of these characters and personas that are fucking exaggerated. It's not real. Those people do not act like that in real life. Those people might be funny. They might say things like that in real life. But more particular, they don't say those things that way. Everything is hyperbole or over-exaggerated because they want to get the attention of people who have very short attention spans. It's like that in all of these social media platforms at this point, like, it took it took adding videos to Facebook to all of a sudden see how ridiculously silly and ain't shit black folk can be with a camera in their hand. Ain't not a day that go past, ain't some video with a million views that is some straight up funny, savage shit. And I watch them shits just like the rest of everybody else, but I ain't about to make no videos like that. Like my family follow me on Facebook, but these other niggas get a camera in their hand, they don't care. It's all about building yeah. a following. There's, I mean, I would even say, I mean, just from us being in, you know, like the music circles and doing the podcast and especially doing things like A3C or, you know, anything music related that you, you always will have people who are generally doing it because at the end of the day, this is what they love to do. This is what, you know, is their interest. They're going to put all their time and effort and work into it because even without a podcast, or without a blog or whatever, they probably would still be doing something to this capacity because at the end of the day, this is what they love to do. But then you always have the ones, whether it be male or female, that are just doing it for likes. They're just doing it to be seen and doing the same thing as those girls were doing, you know, in the um, episode, just trying to see how far they could get, you know, this is male and female, and what circles they can get into just to quote-unquote, you know, have these these type of pictures showing on Instagram or on, you know, YouTube or talking about it on Twitter. Like, does it matter if they like the music aspect of it? Because nine times ten, they really don't. They're just doing it to see how far they can get and how far, you know, their face is going to go as far as for being popular. You see it, in, I mean, in, 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 it's probably in all other venues. I've even seen it just in, like, craft beer stuff where you get group of, groups of folks that just claim like they like, you know, because they think it's, like, a new trend or a new fad thing to do when 
They're just, just doing it just so they can get, you know, be the quote-unquote different person to get more likes or just to be more popular. So it's I'm sure it's in every form of of hobbies or interests. You can find somebody like that. Yep. Okay. So let's uh, jump into the actual episode and go through it. Go through it. Go through it. So Champagne Poppy is... I was actually supposed to be pulling up this information while we were talking. And I completely stopped pulling it up because I got into my feelings while talking about shit. So hold on. Let me... uh, Y'all be hurting my Twitter feelings, dog. I hate y'all. Who is this episode directed by? That's basically the information I'm looking for. Um, Let me look. See, I wish like the IMDb would come up when I go and I type in, but my, that's my fault for just typing in Sam, Champagne Poppy. I should have just typed in Atlanta <laughs> and then IMDb <laughs> would have came up correctly. So this episode was actually directed by the same woman who directed Helen. It is uh, Amy Semetz, and it was written by Ibra Ake and Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Let's see where it starts off. The episode starts at one of their houses. I'm going to assume this is Candace's house. I, w- I will assume. So there are four friends, girls night out. This is another group of friends that Van has that, sh- that some of them she can keep. And some of them she just need to let go. Yeah. Candace is the Instagram star that she can let go. Uh, <laughs> she she can keep Nadine because Nadine is, you know, innocent and precious and should not, should only be eating half the gummy next time. I don't know why yes, she made that girl eat the I whole like, gummy. Oh, I know that life, especially with gummies. Don't eat the whole gummy your first time, you eat, dog. Half. Yeah, eat half, see how you feel. And then if, you know, then you go from there. One gummy, yes. typically when people sell you that stuff, two it'll say on the pack, one gummy is for two people. Like two servings, one gummy. Don't don't just throw, <laughs> she just threw the whole thing in her mouth and chewed. So the friends are Nadine, Candace, Van, and Tammy. And I want to look mm-hmm. at the actresses that played. I don't know if they have their names. <laughs> Y'all in them heads. I, we got to get rid of them headsets. <laughs> Things moving all the time. Let me see. Sorry. Writer, director, cinema jump. I don't know. Oh, you know what it is? I clicked on the writer's name and it took me to another page. Okay, so Candace is played by Adrian Ray. Nadine is played by Danielle DeWiler. Actually, that is that is wrong. Nadine is played by Gail Bean. If I'm not yeah, Nadine is played by Gail Bean. Tammy is played by probably Danielle Deadwiler. I know Nadine is played by Gail Bean because I follow her on Instagram because I saw her in an independent movie about her being a pregnant teen and this white teacher trying to help her through it. And that's also Rashida from Insecure. So y'all should have recognized her as well. Mm-hmm. She's kind of coming <laughs> which, up. Which one was Rashida from Insecure? Because I, I knew there was somebody in there I recognized. I couldn't the high one. That, okay. That's what Camille McGirl was saying. like, why do we know her? <laughs> you know what it was? She wasn't loud this time. That's what it was. She was okay. She was she loud and insecure. Yeah, she wasn't loud before. If she'd have been loud, y'all would have been like, oh, yeah, I remember her now. But um, let's see. So, no Lotties and no Liquors. Um, 
did anybody read the messages that Nadine was getting on her video, her her live story that she was doing on Instagram? No. Or was it just me? Okay, so one nigga named Official Marcus Smiles said, look at your DMs. I sent you something. So you, you know what he sent. And <laughs> the rest of it was just mostly like praise and love. Girl, I love you. You need your own shit. You just funny. And she's doing that thing where she's trying to talk to her Instagram followers by going around and interviewing all her friends that's about to go out. That shit is annoying as fuck to even watch. And I've seen, I have seen people do that in real life. Like we was chilling in line in San Diego and it was this girl doing a YouTube video while we were in line of herself and talking to random friends in her YouTube video, but talking to her YouTube video, like she was talking to fans watching it now live. Wow. It was so weird to watch. Cause she was like, so excited. She acted like she was getting responses from people. <laughs> it's, it's actually uh, you for you to be able to do that. I feel like it's a little bit of acting talent in there. Cause you got to act like you getting applause and praise and you see words <laughs> from people and shit. Like you gotta act like people are really there watching you in real life and shit. That's creepy, though. It did look creepy. You got to have <laughs> so a certain personality creepy. to do that shit. You got to have no fucks left in the tank. Because <laughs> everybody else around you watching you do it is judging you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. See. Like, is this a psych patient? They have a conversation about condoms versus IUDs. Mm-hmm. Tammy says, I got them IUDs to block them KIDs. And Nadine was like, y'all don't use condoms no more. Van started talking about the type of uh, the type of IUDs and not to use the copper ones. I don't know none of this information, y'all. I don't. Yes, this is this is gyno one on one. But um, the funny thing out of all of this is those those great IUDs do not block you from STDs. So I was like, girl, like it blocks kids, but you can still get things that you can't get rid of. Without a condom. Which is what Nadine responds with. And, uh, you know, Van is like, you still using condoms? Nadine was like, I don't have kids and I don't have HPV. She followed that up with something else. What she said, so put that in your condom and fuck it or some shit like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they started having a conversation about Candace sending the DJ that she's going to meet at this Drake party who she's following around. Or leading along, we're not sure which one. She claiming she not fucking this dude. And she might not be. But my man is like, she's really going around with him everywhere. Her friends were like, girl, we know you. <laughs> we know what you're doing to this dude. Don't try that. You can do that around him, but don't try to act like that around us. She sent him half a nipple. She said half a nipple don't count. Plus her titties is on Tumblr anyway. Because wow. she said, she said, I only talk about, I only talk about business. Yeah. And they were like, how many selfies you said though? And like, yeah, you could be fake for all them Instagram people, but we know you. <laughs> we go out with you all the time. Uh, Van is scrolling through her Instagram and her Instagram ain't weak as fuck until she sees a video of Ern with some girl playing in his head yeah. while he's doing, I don't know what he was doing. He was doing something. And that's when she gets kind of been out of shape. I also found it funny that People were like, why she care what he doing? Because they literally just broke up and they got a kid together. Right. And they for Lord like, knows how long. Uh, what kind of question yeah. is y'all that? Y'all hoes know y'all be stalking that motherfuckers Instagram. Like, they, they, and they be been tripping. Together, and they've been Facebook. together for a while. It's not like they, like they only dated like twice. 
They've been together for a while. That's history. And their breakup that's was messed in the child is what, at least when we saw like three, four. Like the child is not young. Nope. So their breakup wasn't a clean breakup either. Like that was a that was a messy fucking that was a hard breakup. Like people, some of y'all were touched bothered after watching that episode y'all cried yourselves to sleep that night woke up with wet pillows so don't be acting like she shouldn't feel some type of way a couple days or however long later about it about seeing a dude who if you break up with somebody like that to where he's kind of like i really don't care about us and you're like i really really care about us but you know what i'm gonna do this because for me because i need to you don't want to see that nigga in an instagram video with some pretty woman playing in his head Oh yeah, because it's really it makes you seem it makes him seem like he's just that unbothered between what happened. And Ern, like we gonna put it all out for y'all. Ern was trash in that. We said it then. We did. Like the way he treated her, it was trash. Like you mm-hmm. don't you don't do that. But like all those emotions are still there. You know, like they they just going to be. I mean, we got people out here who stalk motherfuckers who y'all went on two dates. Dude, stop calling you, and you out there checking through his Instagram um, and shit. These people out here stalking motherfuckers that they ain't gonna never meet and have never met. Right? Okay. Like, I follow a lot of people on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and y'all some stalkers. Y'all some funny stalkers, but y'all some stalkers. It's some people that just would not. Jason Momoa would not be safe around a lot of y'all. Just would not. Me. See, look. There you go. No shame. Honestly, but, Beyonce uh, wouldn't be safe around a lot of y'all. After, who? after Beyonce. Oh yeah, but yeah. Y'all would rip a limb off and run home with it. Talk about I got her arm. Like no, just <laughs> no. <laughs> Treat her like Mr. Potato Head and shit. <laughs> I got a Beyonce limb. And that's male and female for Beyonce. Yeah. Yup. So she sees this video of Ernie. She's like, Yeah, I gotta step my Instagram up. I need to get this picture with Drake. <laughs> And I love that in this in that scene after she says that, she says, I'm just being real. And it's like, <laughs> but are you though? Because the rest of this episode is gonna be about a whole bunch of fake shit and you being right in the middle of it. <laughs> Come back from commercial and old girls are walking through the parking lot, they're going to get on a bus. Oh, I'm not even gonna say come back from commercial. I break my shit up by uh topics. And the passcode, if any of y'all need it to get into a Drake con to get into a Drake party where Drake won't be there, is seven four three two nine nine. That's what the pizza man was looking for. He said, Can I at least get the code? Seven four three two nine nine. Which means what? I have no idea. I don't know, but don't show up with a handwritten letter signed by Drake, cause you're not getting there. <laughs> okay. Look, the fact that she really thought that Drake wrote her and invited her to this party. Oh, that's a delusion right there. Nigga, she did not. She didn't think Drake wrote that. She wrote that, Twan. She crumbled that letter out of her pocket and unfolded it. If Drake wrote, I'm not even a Drake fan like that, but y'all, if Drake writes me a letter and signs it, and my name is, if it says, Dear Phenom from Drake, and it's got his signature on it, I'm framing that shit and I'm putting it on my fucking wall, okay? And I'm gonna have copies of it. I'm gonna have carbon copies of that bitch stored at the bank in the vault. Not gonna tell y'all what lock number, but trust me, cause that shit is gonna be worth some money. Hell no, that shit is gonna be worth money. I can sell that at fifty. I can about twenty twenty five. I can sell that. shit. I'm gonna treat that bitch like a painting. Okay, <laughs> this shit's gonna appreciate and, and value. 
I'm a I'm a I'm a epoxy that shit to the wall. I'm not putting it on. I'm not putting them little Velcro sticks behind that one. It's getting epoxy to the wall. But and won't she the same one that was crying in the in the yes. in the bus? She was. She was so happy. I still love how she she sunk her way out. <laughs> <laughs> you the you the best. Like she getting that shit was. Who writes this shit, yo? <laughs> oh man! Hey, if, if, if artists were real, though, I think some of the stories they could tell about just people. I was watching uh, Jesus and Mero, and they had—I can't remember the guy. He's a dude that does like reggae tone. I can't remember the name, but he says I remember being in, like he was like Columbia or something. He was staying in a hotel. He was an older hotel because they had. One of those like AC vents, like that brought air up, but it was like there's like a big ass tube all the way down to like the ground, like a big vent going all the way down to the ground. He said the fan crawled up the vent, popped wow. out the AC junk, was like, and it said his name. He said, I'm screaming. She's covered with grease. I'm screaming. <laughs> She's screaming. <laughs> they were like, what happened? They were like, he said, I called my security. <laughs> we got her out of there. <laughs> he said, but that was scary as fuck. And I was like, yo, that's the, that's the kind of stuff that happens. So, yeah, you know, a girl getting carried away screaming Drake. Here, that's here, very low on the total Here's pole. my thing. If women are emotional creatures, you telling me that if you have some of these women unstable out here that don't have a incredible infatuate, infatuation with somebody off of some fantasy that they've developed in their head, like every song is about them, <laughs> you think that they won't do this crazy shit? Oh, fans. Fans are crazy. There's a reason why we call them fans. Like, it's short for fanatic. They're crazy. Yeah. They, like, like, I, watch sports. It, it, I watch sports all the time. Sports is, the fans are crazy. Right, in sports like they and have a lot of them ownership. feel entitled to a yeah. lot of stuff too. I, you, you know, know, one of the main differences would be like if I if I had to do a difference to like men and women is like women like you might get that thing of really wanting to just be by that person stuff like that, and then men have that entitlement. Yeah, like if you as a fan, if you see me, you better shake my hand and take this picture. Because mm-hmm. I support you as a fan. Well, like male fans be treating you like shit when you lose a game or some shit. They you come out and they act like they invested in your whole career. They'll throw their drinks <laughs> on you and spit at you and everything. They know your staff. <laughs> shit, if the Eagles, you can't satisfy those fans at all. You win a championship and they still gonna tear up the block. <laughs> so yeah, fans are crazy. Not to just, you know, I wasn't trying to just put that on women. I'm just saying that. Men are emotional creatures. We really got to stop saying that women are super emotional creatures because men are super fucking emotional too. Look at Future's yes, whole. Look at Future's whole 2016 yeah. year. But hey, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> People are emotional. I that's mean, why yeah. Because you see, even the ones that shoot up, like the ones that assassinate the fan, you know, like the people yeah. that they, you know, like they love so much. I think, I think men. Been, I think there's been two. Uh, mass shootings by like women like you know what I mean the other couple thousand have been by men and it's usually because oh so you gonna break up with me and get with somebody else mm-hmm. well I'm gonna shoot I'm gonna shoot you and everybody in the supermarket with you too like god damn nigga shit calm down exactly. calm that shit down there's other women out here man I can, I can set you up with somebody hold on it, it just, it's, it's an interesting <laughs> you gotta shoot everybody it is interestingly it's, it's okay <laughs> It's interestingly unstable out here. So y'all be safe. Just be safe. 
So we run past the pizza delivery man. They get into the back of the van. We get the creepy driver who says he wants to take them home, just playing, and then slowly puts that window up. And I feel like all y'all crazy for doing shit like getting in random shuttles. This is the best way to kidnap a group of beautiful IG women. Just randomly rent a shuttle. Oh yeah. Pull up in a nigga. Pull up in a parking lot. Act like you having a Drake party. Promote yourself very well. Just lie, 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 nigga. Pay for some Instagram followers. Make it look like you legit. Pay for a fake check. That's probably not going to be like royal blue. It'll be more like a light sky blue. But they won't be paying attention (laughs) to that. They'll just see the blue check. And then pull up and tell them, hey, I want you, 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 bad mommy one, two, three through six to come through. And uh, we taking you to a party at P. Diddy house. It's what's up. You know, Cassie won't be there. So it's all good. And then it's, it's a secret party. You know, so we have to take you there hey, directly. I, I was scared the whole episode. I was like, somebody about to get a tap. I it's saw that a few times. And I mean, I, I like somebody ain't gonna make it back, and I was scared. <laughs> I've been, like I said, in college. Like I said, they they would say like such and such is having a party, and it's a mansion party, and you know, you just got to meet at this certain location because you know you can't get the real address. And people would go, including me, like flock to this parking lot. And you don't know where the fuck you're going at. I mean, you literally in this shuttle or in this van and you're just dry. You know what I'm saying? You don't know anybody besides, you know, your girlfriends you came with. And you're going to this random place. <laughs> like, yeah, that, I mean, it could literally be not even just kidnapping, but, you know, it literally could be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to this, this uh, quote unquote mansion to get murdered <laughs> but you go because you know that's all you hear famous it, it's 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 yeah it's a bit wild and i don't want any young ladies nice to turn in to kiss the girls so uh, you know be careful out here please don't be just getting yeah, in random it's, it's not buses. safe though to be honest it really ain't even and they went with four friends that's four victims Mm-hmm. All y'all got in the same van. Ain't like, you know, right. you, honestly, if y'all gonna do some shit like this, y'all need to have one friend telling y'all in a car. So that way, if y'all end up not going on the road to Drake House, they can call 911 and save all the other girls that they probably got trapped in that cave, too. <laughs> all right. Just keeping it at 100. Play smart. Play smart. And there's a song called House of Mirror Playing. Uh, I think it was by David Cullen when they pull up to the, when they leave in the shuttle and they pull up to the house. And I thought that was perfectly placed tune. Let's see. Um, mm-hmm. There's the comment. If you're here in response to the video. Okay. So the security guard, my nigga has done this a lot. He got his notepad ready. He's got his pencil on it. Have your IDs out. If you are here <laughs> in response to the video shoot, please proceed with your Ethiopian passport to the photo booth to receive your name tag and your costume. What the fuck Did, is going nigga, on here? I would try to figure out what is going on. Um, <laughs> what is yeah, going on that kind of, I was like, I'm lost. Why just an Ethiopian passport? <laughs> to Why are we importing people from Ethiopia? I don't That's a long way. Like, there's a lot of people in America. <laughs> but they said proceed why, with why your... Why a photo booth? Right. <laughs> I'm very proceed confused. Proceed <laughs> with your Ethiopian passport to the photo booth? What do those two have to do... That, what the? Okay. There's, a, there's a part of me that wants to see outtakes, and I want to see him do it like different every day, every time. <laughs> Just if you're here for the video, 
please take your Norwegian sea sea uh, sea seal. Go to the back. Mm-mm. We'll meet you around at the Petting Zoo. Like just, he did a different take every time. Just over to see what I can say. He said to receive your name tag and your costume. And name I just tag and a costume. We that you need a passport for. Meeting at a you know I got too many too many questions. It's a lot of questions. It's a lot of questions. He says this is a residential home. Keep the booties on at all times. <laughs> These are marble floors, and. I was hoping, man, I wish they'd have did this. In, in, I wish they'd have thought like a little further up from how high they already be thinking when writing these episodes. But there was one point where I thought only the women had to wear booties. And that was supposed to be like a metaphor for women having fake butts. And then the whole keep your booties on at all times with the women who've had issues with their fake asses like leaking and stuff. Or Ooh, people be having them fake it? booties, period. Like Kate Michelle, oh not Kate Michelle. Um, what's old girl that was dating? Uh, uh, I mean, Kate Michelle's is no, fake, it's not. It's, it's, I was gonna say, I don't know. It's not a butt pad fake though. Like, like, Carly Red. I'm thinking of Carly. All the way fake. I'm thinking of Carly Red with her oh, fake, fake butt pad. Also as well. Yeah, yeah keep your keep your fake butt pad in your pants at all times. Don't let it slip out and fall on the floor when you're twerking. Is what I was thinking. You 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 thought deep into that. <laughs> Bro, there was so much shit you could say in this episode. It's just like keep your booties as the floor is marble. My, like, see, uh, my whole thing was like, nigga, why you got a floor you can't walk on? Like, that's the only purpose. No, of no, 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 nigga. I got a floor you can't walk on. I can walk on my marble floor. You can't walk on my marble floor. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get it twisted, nigga. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I can walk on it. Right. I paid for the marble. I can replace the marble. Can you? <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, uh, let's see. Yeah, you, we already talked about old girl who didn't get invited. She was the uninvited. You the, you the best. <laughs> Candace immediately turns on the whole how she really be acting when she around DJ versus how she really be acting when she on her Instagram video versus how she really be acting when she just around her girlfriends. She got like three different personalities. She on some Eminem shit. And when she gets around DJ, the voice goes up about six octaves. <laughs> she she starts to walk like she doesn't understand gravity and she kind of wobbles over to him and falls on his shoulder talking about some next time can you come get me because the security guard was mean there are a lot of guys out there who love that shit love the girl that seems like she plays a dance on the stress her voice gets higher she walk right to them like can you help me <laughs> the guys that eat that shit up uh, Devion Johnson gets spotted and he is literally posing in the middle of the floor waiting for that white girl to come back to help. He ain't just chilling. He looked like the thinking statue, but the nigga version. And I'm not sure if y'all recognize this either. That is the dude from the Switch to Sweets commercials in the band episode. Okay, I was trying to figure out what we supposed to know this nigga. I just all I kept yeah. <laughs> Like, was he was he on like a past episode was it established? I was just trying to figure it out the whole time. Well, we supposed to know this nigga. Yeah, that's the dude from the Switcher Sweets commercial. He was the one that did the whole cutting the switch it like they the pre-roll Switcher Sweets joint. That was his that was this nigga. So uh, okay. I actually I went back and checked it out. True. It is him. Uh DJ to shut them up because they're asking where Drake is. That's your first sign that Drake not there. 
when you ask where's Drake is, which room he in, and the DJ offers you a weed gummy instead, and tells you y'all will meet him later. I I respect the van too for going straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Where he at? Where this room? <laughs> I'm trying to go there. I like how Tammy made Nadine chew the whole gummy, and it was it was really like how you make crazy people take their pi- take their pills in a sane asylum. Let me see. Put your tongue out. Ah. Mm-hmm. Move it around. Okay. It's gone. You chewed the whole gummy. Three minutes later, Nadine was on the floor. Three minutes later, she got no tolerance. I mean... Did she eat that day? Because I feel like she didn't. <laughs> I feel like she didn't eat that day. They walk into a room and, I, I mean, I, the thought of Thon, God bless Tammy and her verbiage, thought of Thon was the perfect label for this room it was just a it was like a music video in real time but it was all these different weird elements that you see in music videos that are supposed to be sexual fantasies and there was a point where they took the camera and they put it on a girl's booty who was twerking and then the next shot was the booties on somebody's feet oh which again is why i was like it was right there it was right there. Just make only the women have booties on to send another message. And the only reason I originally thought this is because the DJ was not wearing booties and neither was Davion Johnson. Mm-hmm. But later on in the episode, I seen a couple of niggas with booties. Brandon, the nigga that was creeping creepy, with yeah. Dan, he, he had booties on. So I was like, Ugh, you ain't nobody cousin. You ain't Drake. You ain't Drake <laughs> Nutrition's cousin or whatever. They go through the thought-a-thon room, and Van was in line to check, get a drink from a bar or whatever, and Nadine just starts tripping. And Nate, bro, Nadine called the police. She said, yeah, police. <laughs> she said, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm she dying. She said, I bought a party at Drake House, and I'm dying. And I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> Can you help me? <laughs> you could tell folks that have never had an edible. My God. Oh, oh I'm she's like, I'm dying. <laughs> I love how Vance Dude, the She phone. was so calm, though. She's like, Van, Van, I can't breathe right. <laughs> I can't breathe right. Van took the phone and was like, Did you get him an address? Oh, oh no. Okay, goodbye. I hung up the phone. They, they ain't about to trace you or find you. His cell phone, I can't find you, which I'm sure is not true. Right, but she takes it to the other room and tells her to sit down. Meanwhile, Van was also trying to give herself a pep talk about how the night was gonna go smooth because she really is riding to get this Drake picture. It is, it is her only this, focus. This is this is focused tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. She sits her down in the chair. She tells her to stay there, and then she runs off to go get a bottle of water or some shit. And all I keep thinking was, one, what is water gonna do with somebody that is high as fuck? <laughs> They're not drunk. <laughs> And two, you already seen how high she is. Why did you leave her there? No, she ain't going to be there when you come back. She tells her to look at the picture of Drake. See Drake, and it's Drake with a fucking owl on his arm. It is the official OVO logo. (laughs) Hanging over the fireplace. And she runs into the kitchen, and I think the theme, the other theme besides Robin season of Atlanta this season is anybody who offers you a bottle of water, is probably going to try to kill you. So don't take the water and just don't ask if you're thirsty. 
<laughs> he pulled a ball of water out his back pocket. Yeah, when as soon as that happened, I was like, girl, you need to be wary of that water. He just got yeah. a bottle. Right, <laughs> like, just randomly. Like, that don't even make sense. Not no, like, okay, let me go to the bar and get something. Like, you got yeah. it just conveniently in your pocket. Like, that already are, like, no. They hard. They are very hard and inconvenient to carry. They don't just slide in your pocket. No. You just had one, like, mm, like you can uh, point me to the bottle water table. <laughs> my own. I was waiting for a high girl's friend to ask. Here you go. You lucky number you lucky number first. Um look, also look, I was very happy though that Nadine when she said uh home DJ drugged me, I was like, girl, you're high but you alert. <laughs> 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 Nothing wrong with that. She ready, like she was like, mm, I don't feel right. I took something from this nigga. This nigga tried to drug me. Baby, you're just <laughs> high. That's no. a safe assumption. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying, man. Everybody in the Thought-A-Thon room had one of them halo lights that you can attach to your phone. And we mm-hmm. really are in a whole different, like, high-end era of Instagram here. I, oh, yeah, that's to take the best selfies, those lights. Right. Uh, news for last, I guess they take the best selfies. They don't take the best portraits, y'all. <laughs> like, your eyes just be having rings in them, and your face be bright as fuck. It, sometimes it looks good and other times it looks like y'all attached some shit to your phone and took a picture with it. Like you're on some movie set. Mm-hmm. And when there's four other women in the background doing the same thing, you ain't unique. <laughs> your mama just named you that. So Van comes back with a new friend, Brandon. And I mean, giving away Van, look, it was inevitable that some creepy nigga was going to start following her around. Nadine is gone, so she starts running around looking for Nadine, but she also says she asked Brandon if he had a bathroom in his pocket as well, where he pulled that water bottle from and he says, no, but I I can help you out, I know where one is first sign that your ass should have went back upstairs was when y'all got downstairs and she was like, is this Drake's studio? He was like, um, I guess. Okay, he don't know what he doing, and you down here with a (laughs) nigga that don't know where he at or what he doing which means you definitely don't know where you at or what you doing and if you need to call for help, where you gonna tell them where you is? Right. I'm in the I'm in the studio section of the house, full of people who ain't never been in this house before. So, <laughs> she goes into the bathroom, and my my nigga Brandon asked her. First, he told her his cousin was Drake's nutritionist, and his name was Coop. He said that shit like we should all know who Coop is. He the nigga that be nutrifying Drake. Y'all know who Coop is. Coop, you know, Coop, Spoon, all of them niggas, they be feeding Drake. They be, you know, Spoon protects them and and Coop neutrifies them. (laughs) Van goes into the bathroom and Brandon starts asking 50 million, you need some help questions, which is the first sign of a nigga that is going to stalk you. Yes. Sending you, he's, she, okay. He directed her to Drake's probably $100,000 bathroom and then proceeds to ask her when she gets in there, do you need some toilet paper? Like he know where Drake keep the extra rolls in this mansion. He's just gonna he just go get her, He asked the basic stuff like, "Hey girl, I know you're in the bathroom. You need some. You need some water. You need the faucet work. You need a sink. Is, is there a toilet in there? All right, I got you. Just let me know what you need." Because girl. you know, um, you know, especially I'm gonna ask. Oh no, I need help. Can you help me turn this faucet on? Um, or 
I don't have any toilet tissue, you know, conveniently because, you know, my he panties will be down on the ground. That's right. He done stole the roll. <laughs> Set shit up. Set up. He also he asked her, she's, she says, uh, go get some. Why don't you go upstairs and like, can we go find some weed? And Brenda's like, yeah, weed. I can do that. I can, I can find, he's a person that doesn't sound very sure of himself. I can do that. I can find some weed. Also, like, she sent them on like a scavenger. She gave him like five things. Cause remember when he was walking up, he was saying, he was repeating them to himself. Bruh, at one time. He treated like a little kid. Like, I need you to go get this, 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 and that. Thank you, baby. All right, I got you. What is yeah, my movie? Down in the Delta where he told old girl to go look in the refrigerator for a red grapefruit? Just like that's how you keep people with Alzheimer's busy for a while when they're bugging you. Wow! And it happened in the movie. I didn't write it. It happened. But uh, wow! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, look, it there it is. He also asked her if she wanted some water after he gave her the bottle of water. He's like, "You need some water, nigga. Go find some weed, bro." <laughs> Go find the weed. Who, who has ever went to the bathroom and been like, damn it, you know what I need? Water. Some water. Need some water. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> like, they got mad toilet paper, but no water, B. No water. What am I going to do? You slide me a cup up under the stall. I got a flush, nigga. I got a flush. Uh, She starts texting a friend. She's like, have y'all seen Nadine? Candace is like me and DJ feeding sushi to a live tiger. Okay. And Tammy sent a pic of Davion with his white girl and then put like a cursing emoji. Mm-hmm. So she's still on the prowl. We cut back and Van has snuck out of the bathroom to get away from Brandon. And she is, she's doing something that people do in movies all the time. And I never understand why people do this shit. When you in a rich person house and you in an area you're not supposed to be and they got security guards outside that's like 6'6", 350 fucking pounds and they're not playing with y'all and you got booties on your feet, why are you just walking around this house opening doors, spraying on colognes, trying on bomber jackets? And then she kept the bomber jacket on. Went in the closet, threw it on, smelled it. Is she really in love with Drake now? Yeah, she. I mean, yeah, she was acting like Ruby one with, oh, this is what he wears, and this is his jacket. Maybe I'll just keep this because it has the scent of Drake on it. Mm-hmm. It has his sweat. If it's got a sweat, it's got to have his tears. They come hand in hand. <laughs> Every song is sentimental. <laughs> so she puts the jacket on, and. I don't. I don't get the whole spraying a, spraying a bunch of man's cologne on you, but sure. That's that's his cologne, so you're essentially smelling him. You smelling like Drake of every day of the week, I guess. When you spray on all different, all five different ones. <laughs> I smell like Drake Wednesday, Tuesday, and Drake Thursday, all at the same time. <laughs> OVO. The cut to fun, to where Nadine is, and she done made it outside to the pool, which is typically where people who are really fucking high, really drunk, go in movies as well. They end up near a pool at a house where nobody else seems to be able to find the pool. There is literally a black swan doing swan dancing shit in the middle of this pool for absolutely no reason. It's not even people outside watching her. She's just doing this because she's on the clock. And Darius is there. Darius, he said, what did he say? He know he knows Drake's chef. He knew Drake. He knows uh, Guillermo, Drake's chef. 
play I, soccer together. When, when Darius popped up, the only thing that came in my head was, of course Darius is there. Right. <laughs> why wouldn't he not know? Yeah. Why, why, why wouldn't he? <laughs> of course Darius is there. And she was like, I don't... I don't feel real. This doesn't feel real. None of this is real, girl. <laughs> what if, no, she asked him, are you real? And he's like, no. And that's why I was like, is Darius really there? Oh, you there. Yeah. He Either up. with the actual similar, like, I think that's an actual hypothesis that you could look up about this whole thing about life being a simulation. No, Ballstrom. you talking about Ballstrom simulation argument? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's very real. It's some very nerdy was probably written in a sci-fi book shit because it's all based on computational math. Yeah, man. And that is way ahead of its time as far as the explanation that they were giving so that all of this is really just a simulation and the future has already happened, but we're just stuck in the past. Hey, I'm just like, if you, if you hide a party, there is the nigga you want to find. Because <laughs> like, Darius is not going to do anything to you. Anybody else notice that Darius had on a mariachi suit? Nigga, nigga had a mariachi suit with like with like Adidas track pants on. It was weird. Which probably means he went he went through Drake's uh, closet as well. Since we found just, out Drake just, is Mexican, I was talking about girls like, why did nigga like a matador? Uh, she asked she asked Darius if he could help her stop thinking. Which sometimes when I get online, Nadine. I wish for the same thing. Reading comments is hard. And Nadine asked him if the black swan dancing behind him is real. And I love his response. Yeah, real fate. See, uh, Nadine, let's see, Van tries to hit up her girls again, try to find out where everybody is. Candace left for T-Pain's New, York, New Year's Eve party. But here's my question. If you took a shuttle to get to Drake's house, how the fuck would y'all get home anyway? And if y'all out in the middle of nowhere, like, I feel like Migos is trapping right up the block <laughs> where y'all are at. If that's the case, if this is where you are, you can't even get an Uber out here. Anybody coming to get y'all all the way out there? How was they getting, how was they getting home, period? Even if Nadine hadn't left, how was they getting home? And what kind of fucking friend just leaves her friends at some random nigga house in the middle of the fucking woods where Migos is up the streets shooting people from a camper? Because normal, well, the normal mansion parties, you know, usually end and the shuttle takes you back <laughs> to your location where you parked. But, um, yeah, first of all, that is some, that's a, that is not your friend that just ups and leaves you completely stranded, didn't say nothing, didn't say boohoo. Like, that's not a good, that's not even a good friend. That's, that's a sorry individual, period. Yeah. Yeah, um, a lot of people took notice of Van's screensaver the same way they did Darius's last time, and hers was the Young Eartha Kit screensaver. I guess it means something to some people. It's just cool to see like classic online images on people's phones though, on the show, representation and shit like that. And this is when we get into the discussion that we had earlier between Tammy and the Good Woman. And y'all, y'all gonna have to go back and listen to what we said at the beginning because we're not gonna rehash that again. It happened. Tammy got a sorry out of Devion Johnson after it, and she sat there, kikied, and smiled because he spoke to her. I guess I don't know. 
She crazy. That's I, I'm sorry. She's just crazy. I'm not trying to find no understanding in her character. She just seemed crazy. And honestly, she reminded me. And then maybe this is just me. She reminded me of Lisa's sister from coming to America. Cause she kind of had this whole, why does she always get the good ones vibe going on with her? Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if that was meant to be on purpose or it's just me being me drawing that connection. Maybe I just need to go watch coming to America. Cause I ain't seen it in a minute. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Van is continuing to wander around this house lost and she stumbles into why would you keep your grandfather in the cellar? What room is this? Every other room is beautiful. One man sitting downstairs watching a, a old big back television. It's like one of those people out of sight, out of mind things. Yeah, because that's just the way he he'll like be, it. He'll be fine with this 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 area. It has a TV for him to watch. He's speaking full-fledged Spanish. And this is one of those times (laughs) where I wish I spoke Spanish. And I also think that this was a callback to the Helen episode where Van is telling Ern, you should learn German. Come to this episode. And Van is like, oh, sorry, I don't speak Spanish. And all I kept thinking was maybe you should learn Spanish. That's a way more popular language in in this country than German is. It's like third popular. There's white, black slang, and then Spanish. <laughs> so. Do not. Nigga, I thought you were going to come with some statistics or something. You came out here, there's a white. Because I was look, I was really like, Brandon, it's actually number two, but it's a white, <laughs> black slang. I was like, nigga, shut up. <laughs> Yeah. I was gonna say, wait, it's number two, but then that's okay. <laughs> wow, sure. I see where he's going. <laughs> um, okay, so somebody did translate some of the stuff that he said. Uh he did say that Drake got on the plane. Uh I mean he motioned the plane thing. He did. He said. But um something else that somebody translated he said was, Oh girl, if you only knew what's waiting for you. And I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Maybe maybe he was like, nothing. <laughs> you looking for Drake? And that nigga that here. I feel like that's Donald speaking to the audience. He's, he's, he's dropping some shit on us. Because he knew he was going to ask our Spanish friends, yo, listen to this clip for me. Tell me what oh, they yeah, can say. Yeah, if you, look, if you put it in another language... Best believe this day and age, somebody's gonna translate. Yeah, yeah. Google Translate ain't ain't enough for me. I need like a legit, yeah, official nah, Spanish there's, there's, translation. There's, there's a there's a Spanish speaking motherfucker on Twitter. Like, mm, this it live live translation. Yup. Yep. Yeah, yo, I got you. I gotta ask you a question. Gotta ask you a question. What is what's this, what's he saying? What's 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 the abuela saying, dog? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That Thank shit you. was funny, dog. I was like, like. To me, it was like it's obvious that this dude is probably like we have like a live-in worker, somebody who works at your mansion, and you just give them a room to, and they live there. But you up here thinking that it's his granddaddy. What? Okay, <clears throat> so let's talk about that before we. <laughs> and then I was like, "How you know this is granddad?" I was like, "Everybody know Drake's like lineage." He like, said, that's... "I'm Drake's grandfather." That what he said? Yeah, supposedly that's what he said. That's what the Spanish Twitter said. He said, "I'm Drake's grandfather." He had to. He had to have some sarcasm in that. No, I don't understand. Listen, okay. 
So if the whole punchline of the episode, and this episode wasn't just supposed to be like Van finding out that shit is fake and being robbed of this reality and what she wanted to, what she perceived would she'd be able to achieve to get what being robbed of what she wanted to achieve. Not just that, but the, the whole episode is leading up to the punchline joke of, Oh my God, Drake is Mexican. Oh, yeah. And then, then, then a uh, Spanish hotline bling plan. Right. So if, if that's the joke, then yes, that is Drake's grandfather. Darius got I mean, the mariachi we, we suit got, from his closet. Cause he's Mexican. We, we, I feel like part, I feel like that. I feel like somewhere in there that's racist. That we said because he's Spanish, he got a mariachi suit. But, I'm just saying that's what Darius had on. Bro. I'm not saying I wrote uh, it. But yeah, I mean, and it's, it's the same universe that that Justin Bieber is black. Yes. So, you know what I mean? Like same everything is possible with Justin Bieber is black, and we got invisible cars. Why can't Drake be Spanish? <laughs> it just it just makes sense. And if this is in Drake's house, why the fuck is there a painting of Drake holding a damn owl on his arm sitting in the upstairs living room outside the kitchen? This is it's Drake's house, man. It's one of his I homes mean, he anyway. He was very Mexican in that Migos um, video, which they said they were playing. They were kind of pointing at, but I feel like they couldn't have been because I feel like this episode had to have been done before that video was released. So it just kind of oh, yeah, fell it probably in. had, but it, it would be funny if that was talked about. Hence, it kind of segued for Migos to do that type of video. I mean, and the and the obvious is that Drake's grandparent, his grandfather, is Jewish. Right, he, mm-hmm. he they even have like a center side, named yeah. after him. Yeah, he even has like a, a center or whatever named after his grandfather that he opened. So his grandfather is definitely Jewish. We know he's not Mexican, but this episode is just funny because this is the alternate reality. <laughs> even though they kind of have some tears in our reality, which is why they think Drake's not Mexican. Van's walking around and she discovers the room that we talked about earlier as well, where they are selling $20 photos for fake, $20 fake Instagram selfies with cardboard cutout Drake's. And they got Drake's from all the different videos. They got yeah. 2009 so far gone Drake, you know, they got take care getting up from the table. Drake, uh, they got coming down from his head being in the sky. Uh, nothing was the same Drake. But everything is the same still, Drake? I mean, for me, if I was going to be a fraud, at least get current bearded Drake. Yeah. Yeah, get, you need to get uh, views nice for what, Drake? Like That's not what they you got, shouldn't though. be. I wouldn't be taking a picture of fresh face, baby face, uh, you know, so far gone. It's like maybe he's maybe he shaved and when you famous, your hair just grow back fast on your face, Drake. That's, no. what, that's what happened. And then he was how he was so much younger then too, so he looked skinnier different. too. He's skinnier. Mm-hmm. You know, he ain't got no hair on his face. Still, they still call him wheelchair Jimmy on the streets. <laughs> um, Van, maybe this is just me again. Van considered taking a picture with one of them cutouts. She did. She thought about no, it. No, she did. She. It was a quick thought, but she thought about it. That slow walk away. <laughs> Is it a time to have morals? <laughs> I don't know. She ends up not taking it though, because it's not even worth it anymore, I guess. She goes out to the pool and she sees uh, Darius and Nadine. And as Darius keeps talking, Van, who has been around Darius enough when he's just doing his Darius stuff, finally just tells him to shut up. 
because as intelligent as Darius is, he is also really far fucking out there. He is tinfoil out there. And talking to Nadine is just making it worse for her. Nadine. And that whole Darius helped me figure Darius and I figured out that I am nothing and it's all fake. I'm not like what like what were they really trying to say? The all fake part I get, but were they just mm-hmm. speaking to the whole Bostrom simulation argument or were they speaking to online personas and this internet age? This computer age that we live in, period. What? So the syndrome you were talking about, can you explain what that is? Bostrom simulation argument is basically saying that in the future, humans or whoever is ruling at that time, whoever is in power, they will have computers, let's just say computers, that are so powerful they will be able it's like only like a even a small percentage of them using their power they would be able to spin up a fake reality that would be a simulation of us it would be us initially they would be able to spin up the past as a reality it basically be is you the computer technology would advance so much that you wouldn't even you wouldn't be able to tell a simulation from what's real so then oh, wow. that to make yeah. that. Yeah. So we'd be essentially Darius is Darius lives in the belief that this has already happened and that we're mm-hmm. fake. Cause that's why he goes, I don't even like She's apples, fake. but I'm eating it. Somebody else is controlling me. Which that's Darius. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I mean, I got mostly I got more, I guess, the whole thing of the creation of how we can create our own or, or, or simulate our own reality or make people believe that this reality is really my reality, even though it's fake from pictures and Instagram and stuff. That's like, I got more out of that, that episode that way, because I mean, it is, we're we're in it now you know we see a lot of people who they can you know pick and choose uh a reality that says like i'm rich i'm you know around all these people i don't have a job i do this like i'm just unbothered as far as for bills what what's that you know i just have this unlimited supply of money and access to things in reality that's not happening because just by how they portray themselves, you know, via Facebook, but especially like the Instagram and the Twitter age that, um, you know, you really can act like you're stunting, quote unquote, when you really are not. Um, and, you know, just the fact of too, like we talked about before, as far as for like, you know, certain people in particular, like these Instagram um models or just models in general where they feel like they need to be in like you know particular circles to get where they need to be regardless of if it's you know i need to get pregnant by somebody to fully you know establish the fact that i don't have to work and i will still be talked about because you know i just had a baby by this famous rapper or even sports wise this famous ball player 
What about you, Twan? I don't know, man. I just thought it was Darius being Darius. Maybe I ain't looked that deep. I was talking about the episode, nigga, not just Darius. <laughs> oh, the episode? Wow. Um, I mean, the, the whole episode, because like, to me, like this whole Atlanta in itself is talks about just the the fakeness that is out there, the stuff that people put on to be to be like seen to make it seem like they're doing something and they're really not. So this just seemed like an extension of that, but also seemed like Van trying to a little bit of find herself. And like she seemed like to this one she was trying to do something for herself. She was trying to do something that was outside of that was that was strictly for her that was outside of Earn or outside of her daughter, which that's you know a, a little bit of what she because she even said it when she was like, all my pictures I got to do something because all my Instagram pictures all are my daughter, my daughter, my daughter, my daughter, my daughter, chicken. Which I want to know what that picture. I want to see the chicken pic- picture as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like and then <laughs> and then like you know like Earn. So in her going out to try to have this night to her to her thing she had this like this is what this night is going to be and then again you get hit with reality i think all of us have had nights where we go out like yo this about to be the night and then shit you'd be like nothing happened (laughs) we didn't do nothing so yeah i I liked it though man it was it was a good you needed this episode after teddy perkins because Teddy Perkins a little bit made me feel dirty at the end. I felt weird. I felt wrong. <laughs> so I needed the thing. And it looked like I just, yeah, I just needed I just needed this. And also it seems like Van and they might Van is closer or has better relationships with like Earn Paperboy in them than she has with the women. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like, because that now, was Candace the same one she had that when she had dinner with on that last in the first season? No, this was a different girl. I was trying to remember. I didn't yeah, go back. she was different. Yeah, I forgot different. her name, but yeah, she was different. But like they all, I feel like you know, it seemed like they all knew Candace. Like they knew of her. Like she wasn't even surprised when she read like the T Pain thing. But it was like one of those friends that you cool with, but you keep at arm's length. But also, you bring them a little closer because they can get you in some places. I I mean, Van is Van kind of where Earn is trying to get to a point where he fits in, right? And he can establish his own footing and be cool and be somebody that is respected and get that chip off of his shoulder. I feel like Van, because of the way she looks and kind of her temperament, she can. Uh, like fit into any group it does not necessarily mean it's a good fit for her and I think that's what we keep seeing she kind of seems to just go along with people you know where where Earn can't establish any damn foot and figure out where he wants to go Van is going places but not necessarily places she needs to be and she has a lot of friends that don't really I don't I don't think they give they they give her any any credit, you know, like reflect like as far as as far as relatively speaking, they don't do her justice because they all have these quirks about them 
that are just off. But mm-hmm. Van is their friend, so what's her quirk? You know, if you keep a circle of people like this, and your circles tend, to, it, it's just. I know it's for the show. I know it's writing for the show, but yeah, it's it does sometimes feel like her character flocks the stereotype, where she's kind of the beta, and there's some alpha person that she's around. Her and Ern, neither her nor Ern are alpha people in general. All right, so, they're very laid back. Yeah. They kind of go with the flow, folks. It'd be interesting to see because there's also that note of, you know, when you look at other people's, when you look at people from the outside, you feel like they got everything together. But then if you were to talk to them, they feel like they don't have anything together and they thought you had it all together. Because you look from everybody else looking in on Van, like you said, she's the most stable, one of the most stable characters up there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I mean, honestly, everybody's stable on the show, self earned. You know? <laughs> We still don't know where this nigga live at. Well, again, Paperboy is dealing. I don't, and he can't even. He couldn't even deal right now. Yeah, I just said robbed. more stable. It's just more stable than Earn. True, you did say more but, stable. But you know, so you know, you might look at Earn like she's stable in this thing, but you know, Earn has that own thing where I'm going through this life, and we all personally have some stuff that's going on as we try to put stuff back together. As we, you know, as she tried to move on for a relationship that she's identified with for a long time, mm-hmm. and somebody that she still cares about, because you just don't cut that off. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. You just, you just don't, you just don't cut that off. No. I mean, Earn, if Earn was actually real, because again, he would have just said how he felt, and not like Earn, like Earn ran away from her because he's scared. Ern's scared to make every type of commitment there is. Yeah. That is to be himself, to (laughs) her, to being successful, (laughs) to to, to even being like Paperboy's manager. You know what I mean? Like, the nigga ain't committed to nothing. Nah. Well, he's directionless, you know, to, to steal that person's word. He is the most aimless, directionless person on this show. And that's really why he's annoying me this season because this show opens up with you kind of hoping that this character, seeing what his situation is, getting a very, very small piece of information about his backstory or where he came from most recently to where he is now. And you kind of root like, yo, I want to see Paperboy, you know, get on and I want to see Iron be able to manage him. I want to see a cousin be able to, I want to see family members be able to achieve success together. Because we we know how taboo that is. So I want to see this happen. And the further we get into season one, it's kind of like, oh, damn, you feel more for his. You feel more for Ernst's character because you learn more. And then at the end, you find out he's sleeping in the storage bin and you kind of like you're hitting the chest. You're like, man, I just want to see him succeed next year. That's how I felt anyway. And then season two comes in. And by episode seven, I'm kind of like, Ernst getting on my fucking nerves, bro. Like, I honestly see now why his mama don't want to let him come back in the house. He he just he don't know what the fuck you want to do, and he kind of out here trying to sell people on the fact that he can do shit. That his turn of his you know his rate of return on ain't really that fucking like high. It's not consistent. Aaron doesn't have any you know his self esteem for himself is 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 terrible. So it's like how can you help other people when you barely can help you can't even help yourself. Like you can't even get to a point where. 
you're confident in yourself and in your abilities to do anything. So how can you help somebody do that? I mean, just even just how he interacts with other people, how he lets them talk to them in all kinds of ways. Like, it's just, like, he has no self-esteem. And it seems like every, the more that things happen that doesn't happen in, like, a good way for him, it gets worse. So, you know, it all stems from, I don't, you know, you left college and now you're back home. And, you know, you have a lot of issues you need to work on individually, but you keep trying to mask it without, you know, doing other things instead of sitting down and, you know, facing the, the root cause of why you're acting this way now. And he's, he's just not doing that. Right. So he's always going to have issues until he figures out, like, the main root of his problems, how to at least get on the path of working on that. Yeah, I agree. So, um, I try to feel bad for Iron's character, but honestly, this season has been really difficult for me <laughs> to accomplish that. We'll see how it plays out. I think next episode is actually about um, excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry y'all. I I think our next episode is actually about Paperboy. And I'm not sure why he's wandering through the woods. There seems to be the speculation going around that Paperboy will be killed at the end of the season. I'm not sure why. Why? I don't. What is, I don't. What? I don't know why. Where did they get this from? Like, what piece of what? I don't know. Let's not put that out in the world. Like, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> That's what I don't like about it. I mean, I'm like, I'm right where you are with this. I hate when people put shit like this about shows out there in the sphere, <sighs> period, because I don't want that to even become an idea. And what negative shit are you watching this on to think that Paperboy is going to get killed? At the, what? He already been yeah. robbed. What speaks to him being killed at the end of this season? This isn't a sitcom show. Why would he even want that? Like this isn't a sitcom show. Like I feel like niggas need to stop trying to watch this show. Like it's a Netflix binge. Okay. It's linear to a degree, but it's very nonlinear in its topic and the way it presents itself. Mm -hmm. So why do you think Paperboy is going to die at the end of the season? This isn't fucking flash dog. This, what are you talking about? Well, from episode one, I've been noticing a couple of things that would probably lead me to the premise that he will be killed at the end of the season. Nigga, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. He's just trying to get his rap career up. And why can't it be where at the end of the season something good happens? Like, why does it have to be such an extreme that somebody's, somebody has to die? That we have to see a funeral and somebody's child dies. Like, how about we not have that? Yeah, I don't know. So it can be more depressing for the next season of how each individual goes on in life without Paperboy. Like, why, why, why do we need to do that? Oh, Jesus. Folks kill me. I'm hoping something great happens at the end. That's where I'm at. I don't, yeah, I don't understand what that was about. At all. Did, did not get it, but that's where dudes were with it. So, 
Wow. Ridiculous. It's very wild. But okay, y'all. Um, this has been Where's My 40 Acres Podcast. And you are listening to our Atlanta reviews. Shout out to everybody who joined us on YouTube. I actually didn't expect this episode, given the premise and what actually played out, to be that long, but it, it went a lot longer from the opening 30 minute discussion of just about, you know, social media platforms and online personalities, period. So I, th- I think that was, again, even one of these shows could be a full podcast episode for the Where's My 40 Acres podcast. This is the stuff we like talking about in general, a whole lot of black stuff and just black like dialogue and discussion, dissecting blackness. It's pretty much what we're into. So it just falls in line. But hey, if everybody's like, what about the end? Well, the end is these niggas walking home and Van realizing that Drake is Mexican. And that's all she got out of the night <laughs> was that Drake is Mexican. Yeah, that's all she got. Yeah. And some cologne on her. She was robbed of her experience. She was robbed of her goal. She was robbed of her reality. She was robbed of her want to be fake for one night. Mm-hmm. And, but she, she also and, her one up. And, and, and she literally robbed Drake. I was about to say, yeah, she took his jacket. <laughs> took his bomb she jacket. His <laughs> she, she, she left that, that thing with, with pants and a coat that won't hers. I mean, Darius left with the mariachi jacket, so. He did. All right. Did. And that's it. We'll be back next week with episode eight of Atlanta. I think there are maybe like four or five episodes left this yeah, season. Yeah, I was gonna say how many episodes are, is it does it go to twelve or eleven? Let me check. How many episodes are we looking at for Atlanta this season? See, I'm supposed to be able to click season two and it actually bring it up properly. But it did not do that. And now it doesn't even want to show me the seasons. I need, oh. I need you to get your shit together because you get on my nerves. Um, it's 11. Yes, 11. <laughs> so the I next episode eight is Woods. Episode nine is North of the Border. Episode 10 is Fubu. And episode 11 is Crabs in a Barrel. Mm. All right. We'll see how this plays out. Maybe uh, maybe Paperboy will die at the end of the season. Cause, no, uh, no, no. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. All right, y'all. We did enough today. We out. Next time we see y'all. Peace.